It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade. Into left field. Can't, can't get it. That will empty the bases. Lavin heads for third. Six to nothing Atlanta. And there you go. That was uh, one of the moments that Tom Glavin probably won't forget, but he's had a lot of them. 1996 NLCS uh, in Game 7. Glavin hit a triple. The guy could play. Uh, he could play. He can hit. And we all know he had a Hall of Fame pitcher, pitching career with the Braves and Mets. Tom Glavin is now talking golf. Uh, with the, he's going to be in the 2022 American Century Championship uh, because he could do it all. Tom, welcome back. I uh, I like that introduction. That's a lot to live up to, Brian. I know. Well, you did it. You lived it. I watched you here in New York. I actually watched you guys when you – the first time I heard of how great your young pitching staff was, WFAN, which is an all-sports radio station here in New York, was at Mickey Mantle's. And you guys came and visited Bill Mazur there. And he just talked about glowingly, and everyone saw your stats, how great you guys are going to be for a long time. And then you added Maddox, and you were great for a long time. Yeah, I mean, who would have, you know, who would have necessarily known that? But, uh, yeah, look, it was uh, a perfect storm, I guess. We had uh, myself and Smoltzy and Steve Avery at the time that kind of all came up through, our, through the Brave system and grew up together. And then you have a little success and oh by the way then you had probably the best pitcher in the national league at that time and greg maddox so it was uh it was fun you know and i think the best thing was we you know obviously we all had talent but i think we all respected the heck out of one another and uh generally wanted each other to do well and and knew how important we were to the overall goals of the team so um you know we had friendly competitions between one another and no question we we kind of motivated each other. If, you know, somebody went out and had a good game the night before, you wanted to go out and do one a little bit better. So um, it would, we, we drove each other, and, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it'd be tough. You know, you look at it now, it'd be awful tough in today's game, uh, economically speaking, to keep a, a rotation like that together. So we were fortunate. Yeah, they had a luxury, they have a luxury tax now. I guess you could spend uh, back then. Uh, it's kind of a salary cap. This way it's functioning. But, Tom, you're forgetting about John Rocker another time. Because I started doing sports here at Fox. The, when sports became news, I would cover it. And when John Rocker came to town, that was some crazy times, wouldn't you say? <laughs> uh, crazy is probably a good, a good word to describe <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he, uh, he lit a little fire there with his um, with his Sports, sports Illustrated interview? That, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it was, a, you know, I mean, I remember I think that, that year we came back, our first game, the first game that he saved out in L.A., uh, we went out to shake hands after the game, and we got showered with all kinds of things. So it was, uh, <laughs> it became a dangerous endeavor to go out there and shake hands at the end of a game when, when John closed it at that time. Uh, of course, this is something you won't forget for sure. Cut, uh, cut 35, 1995, game six, Mark Wallers. Bayerga is 0 for 3. Left center field. Grissom on the run. The team of the 90s has its world championship. Your thoughts? You know, it was a lot. It was, I guess I say it's a long time coming. I mean, you know, we had come up short a couple times, obviously, in 91 and 92, and then got beat in the NLCS by the Phillies in 93, which, you know, with that team, I think we thought was probably one of the best teams that we had assembled and um, had the historic comeback the second half of the year. And I think we were just kind of out of gas when we got to the postseason. But, 
Um, to finally win, uh, you know, it was a, a great feeling, obviously. And, and I think what made it even better was, you know, largely it was the same group that had been through the disappointments. You know, we had we had some changes here and there, but for the most part, the nucleus of that team had, had been together for to experience the losses in the World Series. So to ultimately do it with largely the same group was um, was a ton of fun. And, you know, I mean, I think we look at it and, and we're disappointed we only got the one, but, you know, we got beat some, by some pretty good teams when we got beat. And, you know, that following year against the Yankees, we had a chance to repeat and we were up 2 nothing, and, and, you know, didn't get it done. But, you know, I mean, look, 14 straight division titles is not something you ever expect to do. So we had a, <laughs> we had an opportunity every year, so it was fun. Right, absolutely. So you came to New York in 2000. Uh, three to 2007, were carried, carried here by WABC too. So everyone remembers you as a Met, and then you ended up with the Braves. But you started from '87 to 2002 to accomplish all that. Here's what your former teammate, who's going to be golfing in the American Century Championship along with you, who's a real good golfer as well, John Smoltz said about the Braves' chance of catching your former team, the Mets, who, by the way, have won 14 in a row and now just four games back of the Mets. Cut 40. Can Atlanta catch the Mets? I don't think the Atlanta Braves can catch the Mets this year. Um, the Mets are the, the deepest team I've seen uh, in the National League for them for their organization, and they're doing it without their best two pitchers. The Mets last year just weren't as good to hold on to that lead, and that's why the Braves made all those moves. I don't think that's the case this year, and I believe the New York Mets, as much as these fan base has been – Dying to see this team get to October. I think they're going to be pleasantly surprised this year, and they can make a real deep run. So the, that's the analyst, John Smoltz. What does Tom Glavin think? I, I don't disagree with a lot of that. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say that, you know, the, the Braves can't catch the Mets, but, you know, I think that if you're, a, if you're a Mets fan, you have to be encouraged by what's going on. I mean, you, you've got a four or four or five-game lead in the division now. Uh, you know the Braves obviously won 14 in a row, and they've made a big run. And you would you would anticipate when a team behind you wins 14 in a row, they're going to gain some ground. But you know the the Mets have held in there. And, and to John's point, they're a very deep team, obviously to be able to be where they are, given that they've been without Degrom and Scherzer. And you know I think if you're a Mets fan, like I said, you you see where you are, and if. You know, you just said to your fan base, hey, in, in the middle of June, we're going to be four games up on the Braves and we're, we're going to have a, a large part of our season with our, without our two horses and Scherzer and DeGrom. I think every Mets fan would have been thrilled by that. So being where they are and knowing that Scherzer hopefully is close to coming back and DeGrom, you know, would almost, if he's able to come back the second half of the year, it would almost be like a, you know, a trade deadline kind of deal for them. That would be a huge boost. So I think it, a lot of it depends on, on whether or not Max and, and DeGrom uh, are, are able to make significant contributions over the second half of the year. And lastly, the biggest story, I think, in baseball is the Yankees now 30 games over five hundred. Uh, they, you know, in the offseason, you know what New York's like, Tom. They were talking about Brian Cashman's got to go. This team needs to be broken up. And now no one can stop them. They've won six in a row again. Aaron Judge looks like he's going to break Roger Maris's record at 60 in a single season. Uh, I guess it's at least a team record. Well, uh, 61, I should say. Cut 38. The 3-2. Driven out to right center field. Margot back on the track at the wall. See ya. Home run. Aaron Judge. His 25th. And it's a 1-0 Yankee lead.
But how do you explain his success? Six seven guy wasn't hitting much for average in the minors. He's changed a lot now, and he's staying healthy these days. How does Tom Glavin pitch Judge? How do you explain uh, what are the big challenges? I think you pitch him carefully. Uh, <laughs> okay. you know, I mean, look, he's you know, look for a lot of guys. That's that's the beauty of baseball. I think that that more so than a lot of sports that. You just don't know when a guy, when that light bulb is going to go off for a guy and he starts to figure stuff out. And, you know, Aaron Judge obviously is a huge talent, uh, just a monster of a guy, a uh, physical guy. I mean, you know, if he puts it all together, then, then you don't know what he's capable or you're, you're interested in see what he's capable of doing. I think you're starting to see glimpses of that. Glimpses of that. And, and, you know, he's just such a, a presence in that lineup, a presence in the batter's box. You know, he can make it, he can not hit a ball and still get it out of the ballpark. So I think as an opposing pitcher, he's really one of those guys that um, you, you, you look at and you say, well, you can't, you can't repeat too much. You've got to constantly change speeds and constantly change locations and hope you don't make a mistake. Cause if you do, there's a good chance he's going to get you. But uh, you know, that, that's why baseball players, I think in general are so boring, Brian is because <laughs> if we listen, if we listen to every time a, a, a you know, pundit said that our team was going to stink or we were going to stink or this guy needed to go. And then you end up, everybody ends up being wrong. Uh, we would all go crazy. So I think that's why in our, in, in our game, we really do tend to try to stay on that even keel and not listen to a whole lot of stuff because so much, so many things change in baseball from, from a, you know, a month to month standpoint that you'd be crazy if you got caught up in everything people said. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. All right, so Tom, how soon? I know you're a good hockey player, too. Uh, so now you're playing golf. The 2022 American Century Championship. Uh, you're going to be there with a bunch of other uh, celebrities and sports celebrities. You've already, they've already raised $6 million for charity. How serious do you take this? It airs on the Golf Channel beginning t- uh, tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, starts uh, July 8th. Uh, airing on the Golf Channel July 8th and Saturday and Sunday, uh, 9th and 10th, with 600000 uh, uh at stake. So how do you approach this tournament? Um. We all take it seriously. I mean, it's the premier uh, celebrity event, obviously. And, and look, I mean, uh, for a lot of guys that play in the tournament, and I guess in past years you could put me in that category, you don't, you know you don't have a chance to win, but you still want to go out there and you want to play well. And, you know, there are guys around you that you look at and you say, okay, well, I want to beat that guy, I want to beat that guy, or I want to finish in the top 20, or I want to finish in the top 25, whatever. So it's – you know, you take it seriously. You, you, you drive yourself to go out there to try and play well. Uh, it's an uncomfortable environment for all of us Saturday golfers, you know, because there's a gallery and you got to put everything out and, you know, there's always the embarrassment factor, but, um, it's a blast. I mean, you get to, you get those competitive juices going, which for a lot of us retired athletes, there's not a lot that does that anymore. So to be able to go out there and kind of have that feeling of nervousness again, when you get on that first tee, uh, it's a lot of fun, but, you know, I've played it in a number of years now. So, you know, there are guys that I see out there every year that it's, you know, it's fun to go back and see them and play against them. And, uh, and certainly some of the guys that are playing today uh, that we all watch on TV to get an opportunity to meet some of those guys. So it, it really is a great event, but uh, I'm looking to, uh, I'm looking to play better this year, Brian. I didn't play very well last year. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking to be one of the surprise guys this year. And of course your teammate is uh, lost in the playoffs to Vinny Del Negro uh, in the playoff last year. So you can't let Smoltz beat you again, although I hear he's pretty awesome. 
he's pretty darn good. So he, if I can't win the tournament, I, I damn sure want to beat him. So that's my secondary goal. All right, uh, Tom, lastly, are you, are you worried <laughs> at all about baseball? People talk about to pick up the game. What, what could be change? What changes should they be more open to it? The DH in both leagues for now. What, what would you are you concerned about the game for the big picture? Not I for mean, the, not for the baseball nuts like you and the great players, yeah. but for the ones for the for the ambivalent sports fan who moves to big events. Uh, you know, I mean, I think even for the for the lifelong baseball fan, you know, somebody like myself, there's concern, right? I don't. I don't necessarily love the game the way it's played right now. I hate all the pitching changes. I hate all the analytics. Um, you know, I think for for fans across the board, there's a concern, uh, you know, about the three outcome game, right? Where home run, walk, and strikeout is all we ever see. There's very little strategy anymore. Uh, you know, for the less baseball fan, you know, they don't want to go to the ballpark and sit there for three and a half hours uh, and watch nothing happen. So, I, I mean, I think those are all concerns. And, and I'll give baseball credit. Uh, they've been open to some change and uh, certainly a lot of things that they're implementing at the minor league level, experimenting with uh, to try and see if they can bring it to the big league level. But, you know, I definitely think there are some, some things that, that can change and need to change both from a, a length of game standpoint and from just a pure action standpoint. I think the game needs more action. Right. I, I just hard to tell people they can't use analytics and I guess you could. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. Tom, great talking to you. Always, uh, and thanks for your years in New York uh, and Atlanta. You what a great career. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for the time. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.